0: And this podcast is brought to you by Vortex Optics. And uh, right now I'm going to plug their Vortex Wear, their apparel line. Me, Thomas, and our dad are all wearing new Vortex jackets. They've been dandy. Use our code ID20 for 20% off Vortex Wear apparel. Thank you, Vortex. (laughs) Vortex. Today is Tuesday, November 10th when we're seeing this podcast, and today was one of the best days we've ever hunted on the Kansas 80. I'm still shaking a little bit because it was cold. It chilled yeah. me to the bones. Yep. Finally, the warm heat of the first week of November left, and a cold wind swept through the 80, and uh, also got bucks on their feet. So, they it was great. We saw probably eight to ten different bucks. We rattled four times today, and we had bucks okay. come in every time. So we rattled four times and had six bucks come in total. Mm-hmm. So our ratio was pretty good. Insane. We Before today, we hadn't rattled one buck in maybe last year. Yep. So, I mean, it was a great day. We saw a handful of year old, two year old, three year old, one, possibly four year old that made Thomas grab his bow and just have us like we had a quick stare down of that guy but we just we've got a we've got a really good three or four buck hit list out here and we knew he wasn't on that list so yeah. he's he got the pass so that's Nate talking this is Thomas now dad do you want to introduce yourself
1: sure yeah this is dad and uh um glad to be uh joining in on this podcast and yeah, I, I spent the day out here uh, on the 80, trapped in the, in the shed. Um, mm-hmm. Well, these guys were out uh, out hunting. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> when I pulled up and I opened up the garage door, uh, here were two blankets on a concrete floor. So these guys are working it hard. I just had to laugh. I, I couldn't send that photo to your mom because uh, I think she'd be uh, you know, driving down here finding a hotel for you guys. But uh, that was yeah. pretty funny.
0: That was last night's stay. It worked out. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> we woke. It was. Uh, it rained really hard last night, which brought this cold front. So we got woken up a couple times by the rain. But if people cold. think we're rolling in money, we're not. <laughs> we can't afford a seventy dollar hotel room. Um, so we had a really good day. Um, we anticipated that. We. I mean, that's the reason Dad came down today. He's like, mm-hmm. "This is a good day. We might be able to kill a buck." But tomorrow and Thursday are also going to be great days. Um, we'll see what, see what it brings tomorrow is actually going to be awesome because our number one showed up tonight on a plot, um, after dark, but that means he's in the area and we're going to be a rattles distance away from him, hopefully. So we're pretty excited for tomorrow morning. Might be an all day sit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Finally, we, uh, have kind of gotten our asses kicked. I felt like this year on the Kansas 80, we've had a few really good hits hunts, but hunts that we were expecting to be good weren't good this year and so today was really good to get that down so it's november 10th we still got a lot of time a lot of really good hunting um but yeah we kind of wanted to back things up since we have dan crick our father on this podcast and just kind of talk about how i just want to hear how you got introduced into hunting you were just telling us the story because we're all kind of Well, I mean, the shed's like, it's like 40 degrees in here or something. I mean, it's a little chill. So we were all just like kind of eating dinner, like a little chilled. And we were just talking about our, some of our cold experiences. And you brought up one with your brother, Dave, when you were eight, nine, 10, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you remember your first hunt? Why did you like your dad took you out? I assume. Yeah. Tell us some of that.
1: Yeah. So, um, I was born in winter, South Dakota and, um, as you drive in the winter, it says it's the pheasant capital of the world. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> so being born there, and uh, you guys from know this, your your grandpa worked for the JCPenney Company, and, you know, I can remember several times during the season where Dad would get out a little early, he would load my brother and I up in the station wagon, and this station wagon had a, a rear-facing seat. So, I, I mean, this is you guys have hunted pheasants in Nebraska and you've Mm -hmm. had a couple of South Dakota hunts but I mean this was the glory days of pheasant hunting and he would drive along and you know he still had his his work clothes on you know Mm -hmm. from uh you know he had a, a tie on and dress shirt and you know I'm facing out the back window of a station wagon and my brother would call out whether the pheasant was on the <laughs> left side or the right side of the road and with a bolt action 410 mm-hmm. i just shot him out of the back uh-huh. of the you know back of the car yeah. so um <laughs> We, we've improved upon our, our safety Mm -hmm. procedures since then. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, when we moved to Nebraska and we actually had a, you know, walk fields and, you know, sometimes you'd walk a field and not get anything. It was like, well, this is a rip. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's nuts. I always
0: envy you living during Mm -hmm. the golden age of pheasant hunting. Mm -hmm. We never got that. Mm -hmm. We, I mean, we've had some fortunate occasions where we get a hunt in South Dakota, um, and, and limit out in a day. But I mean, I'm glad we get to live the glory days of turkey hunting. I think that's what we're in right now, mm. so at least I get that a little bit, but I'd love to just go to public land and shoot a bunch of pheasants. Like, when we were little, I mean, you, you, Dave, our Uncle Jay, would just be complaining about the hunting in northeast Nebraska, just yeah. not seeing birds. I remember Dave just being frustrated as hell walking <laughs> yeah. some of those last like A good day, like all of us, I think our best day, I remember, is nine. Yeah, you probably Most remember better than that. Out of a group but. of... How many shotguns did we have? At least five or six, most of those hunts. Mm -hmm. So not even close to limiting out. But I remember being a kid being like, this is the best thing in the whole world. Yeah. But no, it was, oh, this is a crappy day of pheasant hunting.
1: Oh. You know, those South Dakota days, and I know we'll we'll, we'll get to the current, but I remember those days, you know, I was maybe eight, nine, ten years old, and there were kids younger than me, and we'd walk these fields, and there'd be 50 of us and you know, just a bunch of guys at the end blocking. And, okay. you know, some of the kids were too young. I mean, I'd, I'd carry either a pop gun, you know, or I finally graduated to a BB gun, but other kids would be like banging pots and pans. I mean, this was just <laughs> like, you, this was a mass hunt. Right. Mm-hmm. And then at, you'd get to the end of the field and it would just erupt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you just have piles of birds and, uh, so, but, you know, you guys have really gotten this thing into a big way. So when you came along and, you know, I remember seeing the uh, the ultrasound and, and there were two of you and, and you know, then a month or two later when they said, well, you're, you've got twin boys, I go, oh my, you know, <laughs> this thing's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we, we started bird hunting. Remember? I mean, some of those early hunts, uh, we would go out opening And Nate, we'd come back from that weekend, and you you would be like depressed. Oh yeah, major. The best weekend Mm -hmm. of the year, better than Christmas for you. I mean, it was just like it's over because it was
0: once a year. At that, that's right. Yeah, we. I can still feel, like, whatever I felt loading up the truck or the van minivan, to go out on those hunts. Like I don't know whatever it is, it was insane like racing home from school and looking forward to that for months, literally like September, October counting down the days. And then, I mean, when I was on the, when I was on the trip, I was just staring at the clock the whole time. Yeah. Like this (laughs) this better not end. I mean, just putting on the miles and, Oh, it was a good time. I mean, that's what really, yeah. Yeah. Like Tom Snyder freezing our butts off in a tree today because of those trips. Yeah. Because of that first year and the second year and the third year of just
1: well i mean so you guys really got into it at that point i mean we had some good hunts we we got some birds mm-hmm. and um but it just really it was a rite of passage i think even more than the hunting you're out there with your uncles and you know we we're, we're going to bob's bar and you're eating a you know a, a pound burger and you're 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 doing everything that these men in your lives are doing mm-hmm. and you were like you were at the big boys' table, right? You were mm-hmm. you were a part of the hunt. You know, you guys had um, youth model uh, twenty gauges um, yep. uh, that you were carrying pretty early, and you guys could hit birds, you could hit clay, and I think for you, it just it was a it was a confidence thing too, and just you know, it really lit a passion. And, mm-hmm. and uh, then you guys have taken this to a whole nother level <laughs> from the old man, though.
0: <laughs> so, I remember <laughs> one feel distinctly. Our uncle Jay wanted to shoot one of our small twenties through a field, and so he was hunting with one of our twenties. And then I think our cousin Keenan was hunting with his gun, which had different safety. One of us was hunting with Keenan's gun. I remember a rooster got up and flew all across all three of us, and nobody got a shot off because they're all figuring out how the safety was working on their different shotgun <laughs> that they were using. I remember Jay just like being all pissed off because he, I was going up because his had the uh, thumb trigger on top. Yeah. And then our 20s had it underneath, like Remington's usually do. Though, We covered a lot of ground in those days, and I love those trips. I could still see, like, those are still some of the most vivid memories. I could still see a bird getting up behind the house where you shot right next to me. And I remember it being super loud, being like, wow. I remember Dave shooting one at the end of a field um i remember him shooting one over by uh, hardington oh i remember the hardington field that was mm-hmm. the one he'd always wait for yeah, yeah. with Behind the them. the cedars and you'd have yeah you'd have somebody just dog it through those cedars just re- like no gun just running through the cedar yeah
1: yeah
0: i mean and then our hunting at hardington hunt when we had shotguns like us three went down there and we had great hunts but yeah, a lot of those early days, I mean, after the pheasant population died down, it turned into our turkey trips hardcore in the spring. I, I remember that when that switch happened, that you'd never, had you ever really turkey hunted before? One time
1: before that. I mean, you couldn't mm-hmm. find a turkey um, in South Dakota. You couldn't find them in Nebraska. And even when we were doing our, our hunts when you guys were young, for mm-hmm. pheasants. I mean, we didn't, we didn't stumble upon fall turkeys or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then they came back sure. in a... In a great way. And um, I started going out with some guys to Kearney. And you got interested because I was bringing birds home. Mm-hmm. And then you guys got into that. And we had great hunting up in northeastern Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you, you guys knocked down a lot of birds back then.
0: Yeah. that That basically, after the pheasants faded, I mean, Turkey, our spring, our April trips just, that was the that was the year trip then, because yeah. Anthony Anthony was coming along and getting interested in all that stuff and we brought different friends along and we got it. We had some crazy turkey hunts those first few years, but
1: started in Clark's. Remember yeah, of those hunts, mm-hmm. you had a you had a mm-hmm. double or T was at you.
0: No, a- they had they had a double. Mm-hmm. I had uh, my second bird was at the window of the van camel mm-hmm. van. I thought we, <laughs> I thought we improved upon that. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I remember that distinctly sitting next to you having that bird flopping in the van. <laughs> I didn't well, your think. first
1: was a bearded
0: hand. Yeah. I remember? It was. Yep. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. We were just no. telling you like, Oh, the bird just right there. Not Sweet. our, not our land, not legal. Let's <laughs> roll down the window. Uh, no, it was the van door. You opened up the, it was a sliding door on the camo van. Yeah,
1: that that's that's why they make those vans that way with the no. automatic doors. Yeah, it's yeah. Was the door,
0: the, those windows didn't go down in the camo van homes. Yeah. No, I was in shotgun. You were? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were in the no, literally. I, remember oh, you were in I was like shotgun. A shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, those are the good old days. Um so Dad, I wanna know, we've had a lot of incredible trips. Um what like that first pheasant trip, when were you like how why did you think they're like these boys are ready to go?
1: Well, you guys were asking um, because you knew we all went. And like I said, even more than the fact that, you know, we were going to get into some birds, it was something that you watched happen. You saw me get out my gear and, Mm -hmm. and it was a big thing for me. You know, I remember when my, you know, I was your, you know, the same age and my dad would get out his 870 and, you know, clean it up and, you know, you know, uh, cock it a few times and it was like that sound Mm -hmm. was just so important to me. Like I wanted to be a part of that and that's how it was for, for you guys. Mm -hmm. And when, um, when you were finally at, at an age, I mean, I think we took you out eight, nine. Yeah, probably. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, now you weren't shooting, shooting a gun at that point, but you were certainly a part of the weekend and we guns.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Maybe guns. Um, I remember thinking that if I shot well, I could I could kill a pheasant with a BB gun. Because <laughs> yeah. you guys yeah. always told me that. Was it grandpa that yeah. killed a yeah. pheasant with, with the BB gun? So I kept that in my head the whole time walking those fields. Oh, yeah. 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 Every pheasant that got out got a BB flung. Oh, at yeah. <laughs>
1: at least, Probably several from you guys. Oh, yeah. That's uh, funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's something like now that Ridge, you know. You could you could see that he's understanding our interest too, and he's only thirteen months, twelve, fourteen. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that like you're obviously probably thinking about. And whenever my kid enters the earth, I'm gonna start thinking about when they're gonna start joining on that whole thing. But mm, yeah, that's well,
1: it's 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 like so many things. Um, you know that if if your parents have that as an interest, it's really common that you take it on. I mean, careers and and otherwise that's, that's often the case. And, and certainly you were exposed to it. And like, and like I was saying though, you, you guys took it and then Nate, you bought that first bow and I had never, you know, Mm -hmm. shot a, um, a compound. I grew up uh, shooting bare bows. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, the first one I saved up my money and I went to the you know, um, gosh, I'm trying to think the department store where I bought, but, you know, it was a bare bow. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was the brand. And, um, you know, I'd you know, shoot at blackbirds in the backyard. And then when you got that, Nate, and then that first year you called in that the turkey. And mm-hmm. I come walking up with uh, with Anthony and his friend and you've got this dead turkey. And <laughs> it
0: was incredible. I mean, 12. Mm-hmm. That first time when me and Nate were. Yeah. Yeah. That, hunted that was our first hunt that you let me and they hunt together by ourselves. And I remember like, mm-hmm. this is a, this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. Called two call, strutters. Called two right right decoys. Yep. <laughs> Nate smoked that mm-hmm. Tom. And then was it maybe an hour later? I, we saw another group in an ambush. And I also killed that morning. Doubled up. horn mm-hmm. husker
1: Yeah. That big Cornhusker. one. Yeah. yeah we watched this big Tom. Um. Leading, I don't know, fifteen hens across this field, and I thought, oh gosh, he, it looks like he's headed over towards the boys. And sure enough, uh, <laughs> Tom nailed that one with a shotgun. We
0: called him Cornusser because his—I just remember his, his head was just so from red. a distance. He had just had that red and white. So a red dot out in the field. Yeah, killed him. Mm. So, bringing it around to the Kansas a little bit, um, Dad, you have the first and only so far Kansas City turkey archery kill. Um, that was an awesome hunt. You can see that on our YouTube. Um, we've had good hunts since then. Anthony killed a bird, not a hundred yards from where we're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Trees shot and missed the big Eastern. Huge. Hey, yeah. You're going to cut that from this podcast, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but dad, I wanted to ask you and for anybody who's listening that is interested in like buying land and kind of the process we went through. Cause it wasn't just like, Oh, let's mm-hmm. look at this one property and Oh, it was perfect. It was it was a two-year process where we looked at so many different different outlets. Um what advice would you give to somebody that's looking to buy land? Yeah.
1: Well, the, the this whole process was something that um your mom and I had a, a dream probably, you know, 20 years ago. We we wrote wrote it down and and uh said at some point we want to own our our own land and I think it's Gallup that says if you uh you put your goals down in writing you have a a 7 t- uh 7 times greater chance of mm-hmm. actually achieving that goal and so we we wrote it down and and then you guys came along and you know you were always uh, tempting us with these these properties and we mm-hmm. you know we checked in Nebraska we we, we bid on the one the, the one uh absolute auction mm-hmm. and um Nate you and I went and checked a, a couple of properties and I checked
0: and, a few in Iowa Yeah yeah. That's when it got Which real universe, was that yeah. auction. Like we had always sent you them and, um, we were always talking to you and mom, like, like with land it just, it goes so fast. Like you don't always have a bunch yeah. of time to think about it. You got to kind of pull the trigger, have your gut feeling. And, um, that auction, we had two tracks that we were really looking at. And the first one, it was track eight and track 11 track eight went in low. Right. Um, and we kind of looked back like, Oh, we could, om- we could have had that for a better price than we thought. But then mom held out for track 11, and it went higher. Because so, we wanted track 11 more. Yeah, and we ended that auction landless, which is for a reason. But we looked in states that were not Nebraska for the most part. Right. That one we ended up bidding on just because the location was amazing. Um, but we were looking at Kansas and Iowa, and they, do you want to just quickly touch on that? The bucks. Yeah. Like, honestly, deer management played a huge part into where we were looking. But – we also needed it to be close to home. Like within two hours was like our dream. Like we want to be within two that's, hours. That's what I want to dad touch on is dad yeah. made a list mm-hmm. of all the things that we wanted in land and it's importance. And I think that's what, that's what people who are looking to buy land should definitely think about. We had all the things that we yeah. wanted. Um, and we had, we had lost some land opportunities in the past just because of time. So we were like, if we find a piece that we like, we're just going to quickly fill out this, this chart, see where we're at, really, yeah. really where we're thinking, does it have water? Does it have a pond? Does it have a creek? What's the, what state is it in? How far from home? Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we have on Build there? Build site. Build site. Utilities, you know, all,
1: all of that. Mm-hmm. We had water access. Just yeah. the
0: straight up cost, like those things. Exactly. And as soon as we got a lot of those to check off, we were like, let's go check it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So we, we built kind of a matrix of all the things that we wanted. We wanted to ideally be under two hour drive. We wanted the, um, you know, wildlife already on the property. Um, we wanted to be able to have utilities that, you know, we're not, we're not having to you know drill a well or run, run electrical and having, you know, a huge investment. And, uh, so we all, we remember we agreed on it mm-hmm. and, um, Nate classic Nate well if I find it are you guys going to pull the trigger or not <laughs> yeah right I mean you you were just like poking us all the time are you guys serious about it or not like mm-hmm. if if the land if the right land comes along it's going to be gone I'm, I mean you can't be sitting deciding and, and we said yeah if if the right property comes along
0: we'll I remember it. a turning moment it was in de- when dad made a promise he's like in one year we're going to be landowners <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, no matter what I promise you yeah yeah, mm-hmm. and then you came back
1: from, is uh, it ATA? So,
0: at ATA, I got a text, which I've talked about a little bit, but I got a text from my buddy Joel, who was showing this piece, basically. Um, Midwest Land Group. Yep, and he was like, you need to check this out. And I was like, price, cost, those things, like,, oh, are like, kind of lining up. We need to go give it a look, and I texted that, or called you. Yeah. I don't remember which, but we, I was like, because uh, that was definitely a call situation, I remember. Yeah. But I also re- recommend that if you're looking, like, just have many contacts with mm-hmm. different land agencies. Right. And they will, I mean, it's money for them, too. They won't hesitate to this, you. this property wasn't on the market yet. This right. thing was off the market. This was, we were getting a bite of it before it was out there. So, and I remember him, like, we wanted to see it the next week. So, I was contacting you to make sure. Yeah. Can we go down Tuesday or Monday, whatever it yeah. was? Yeah, because yeah, he was showing it publicly in the weekend, <laughs> right? Yeah, He's right. like, If you want to get so, it before everybody comes in, you need so to go. I was like, "I'll th- th- be there
1: <laughs> Yeah, I and I think you were kind of like, "Yeah, they're not going to bite on this thing." And and I mean, we just said, "Well, let's go down tomorrow," mm-hmm. and uh, tomorrow, and so we did. I mean, we we made that arrangement. Joel was great to uh, t- uh, to meet with us. We walked it, and we just fell in love with it. I mean, it was it was. Ideal, Two hours um, driveway to gate on the property. You had uh, electric lines running on one side. You had um, county water available. And the land hadn't been hunted for how many years? At
0: least 10. Yeah. And it's 80 acres. 80 acres, I mean, yeah. And, and I mean, just heavy yeah. timber, right? Yeah. Like that morning, Joel pulled a card with bucks on it. One of them we're still chasing today, Fred Krueger. <laughs> he was like literally the Two first buck. chasing the <laughs> first like the first buck picture Joel ever sent me of this place was Freddy Krueger, who we got a picture of tonight, who we're trying to kill. So it's like there are big bucks on it, like. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I mean, Northeast Kansas. There's there's big bucks. Kansas is a big buck state, bigger than Nebraska, just because they do management differently.
1: Yeah, like straight I,
0: up, like if you hunt Nebraska. I will tell you right now, Kansas is a different ball game. Hunting, yeah. we hunted deer how many years in Nebraska? Six, yeah, at least. And I mean, this thing—the first year didn't even compare to what I've seen in Nebraska. Good. One buck state, late rifle yeah. season, expensive non-resident tags. I mean, yeah. That's it.
1: yeah, they they don't they don't give it away here in Kansas. No, um, you know, you, you buy eighty acres and you think, oh, you are gonna you are gonna get all these special rights and Really don't
0: have and, a, no. You get one area. landowner on tag. That's the only thing that's different. Right. <laughs> and I know right. it's different, probably in different places of Kansas, but around here, I know all all the neighbors around here are shooting f- mature bucks. Like nobody around here is going to go out opening morning in rifle season and shoot a spike. Right. But in Nebraska, I, that's the norm. Yeah. And so it's just Which it's is, just a different management thing. That's, yeah. It's not an issue.
1: No, no. Nebraska. That's that's fine. just how it is. That's just and how it we, is. We down love here. it this way. Yeah.
0: But down here, I I'm I'm happy my neighbors are passing two and a half year olds. Mm-hmm, yeah. Makes more giants.
1: But. Yeah. So, you know, we uh, we drove into uh, into Horton and uh, uh, had lunch with Joel. And and uh, we, we- Talked some numbers. Talked some numbers, uh, prayed on it. And uh, the next day he called me, he says, well, I got some bad news. Um, you're landowner, so well, <laughs> what are you going to do about that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was mm-hmm. great. Great experience.
0: Yeah, that was one of the best moments of my life. Actually, me and they were just talking about it um, just last week because we're working that moving company and we're in the same delivery spot where we found out that we Mm -hmm. were landowners and got this 80. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, do you want to bring up any other? It's just been, it's been a great journey. Like the turkey hunts, the shed hunts, just the family time, the outdoors time, putting up this shed this year, which is crazy. I mean... We're sitting in an actual structure right now, which is just—it's awesome. I mean, if if you are listening to this and have had some want to do something like this, yeah, set some goals. Like even if it's like if it's far out, I don't care. Set some goals because, I mean, um, when yeah. it's just in your mind and something you could think about, those things will will happen. Land management has made deer hunting just completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we have me and they have a running note because when we're deer hunting, we're it's just constantly on our mind what we want to do during the off season we love it just as much easily we love it just as much and i think um there's so many great things with public land hunting but there's something really special about just the amount of work that you can do to make this land as good as you want it to be and we're just we don't even know the great spots to hunt yet we found one tonight but mm. just figuring out a piece like this is just awesome
1: well i mean february 19 mm-hmm. we we We've hardly had it 18 months, and uh, yeah, um, you guys have worked the land um, and that development extremely well. You had just, uh, I can't say enough about the guys from QDMA, um, Matt mm-hmm. Ross. And yeah, Ulster. Alex
0: Foster. Oh, my gosh.
1: I mean, we're, we're following these guys along, and Susan and I, we thought, well, this would be great education. I mean, within the first 30 minutes, our, our brain is just full Mm-hmm. They were so good, so helpful in terms of, you know, laying this thing out. And and by noon, they've got you know all the different uh, plots on the land in terms of how to how to really develop this. And you guys worked it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We took the easy part. We said we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll put a shed, <laughs> get you guys out of the rain and the elements. And you guys have worked the uh, the the land and the habitat extremely
0: well. It's mm-hmm. been fun to see. Mm-hmm. So, when we were driving down Newcastle Cabin Road, 20-whatever that was, I mean, a long time ago, what was that 2008, 12 years ago, probably, something like that, did you ever think that we'd be, like, sitting in a situation like this? Like, was that on the radar? Um, Onan Land... Onan Land was? W- was on the radar. Yeah, if,
1: if you look back... Um, you know, I, I mentioned that we, we yeah. wrote it down as, as a dream and, and absolutely. And, and part of that was just because of that experience is you, you rely on, you know, friends and connections and everything, but you know, it's when it's yours, that the joy you have driving down here, like today, you know, I'm, I'm grabbing my coffee, I'm on the road out of Lincoln at 6am and I got to tell you, I, I just can't get her fast enough. And as I hit that gravel and I'm pulling up and I see the gate. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just something, you know, just really incredible ab- about that. And it's it's 80 acres, right? It it's it's, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's not a huge chunk of land, but the idea that you're driving on your property and what you've already put into it and, you know, just seeing the development and and seeing the memories and the joy that it's brought the family already. I mean, it, <laughs> we were talking the night before we started this that mm-hmm you're going to have some amazing times mm-hmm. and you know, these kids that, uh, you know, Ridge already, and you, you both have one on the way now. I mean, in, in future generation, you know, yeah, like you, Nate, I think you've said, I hope some dumb generation in the future doesn't screw this thing <laughs> up. You know, yeah. I, I think it's pretty safe through, uh, yeah. through the, you and the next generation after mm-hmm. that. It's, uh, who knows what they'll do
0: mm-hmm. with it. But yeah, I mean, I just think about already Thomas, what like, probably our best the best hunting moment you and i've ever had is having your buck walk out underneath us Mm -hmm. on october 3rd yeah i mean just double lung that the moment stand was one of the greatest but one of my favorite turkey hunts ever was right down here too i mean sitting had an amazing morning hunt with rd rope draggers what we call them and uh and then (laughs) just like last light just this tom just just crept in i mean like an inchworm just crept in right to our decoys, and you made a perfect shot. I mean,
1: well, so a, a quick uh, background on that one is, you know, you guys, you know, I've I've hunted with an eight seventy. You know, I've mm-hmm. you know, I've never really been a bow hunter, and um, <laughs> you guys are like, Dad, you know, we 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 own an outdoor hunting business, and and we're bow hunters. So I, like like you got to be able to hunt with a bow, mm-hmm. and you you both took me out to the. Uh, The range. I think, Tom, maybe you were the first one that really uh, spent some time and it was like, this is a lot of fun. And then we came down, Nate, you had me shoot, um, you know, a little bit Mm -hmm. that evening before. And, you know, it was a good thing that you did Mm -hmm. um, to, to tune up. And then you sent me a photo of a turkey, and you put an orange dot like mm-hmm. this is where you need to shoot that thing. And mm-hmm. you called that <laughs> you called that bird in, and uh, it was an incredible hunt. It's the best hunt that I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. It was just so so yeah. fun.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I mean a week after, two weeks after Anthony killed his bird down here with you guys, we've had an incredible shed hunting trips, all that stuff. I mean, it just just that's already. when we knew that this property was going to be something. Yeah, like we already had like an idea but that first shed hunt um yeah was it, it's i'm never gonna forget it even mm-hmm. if, i mean we've had better shed hunts since then but mm-hmm. um just eye-opening mm-hmm. 12 sheds
1: well so we we re- recall we bought this in february 19 we closed we drove it's honestly
0: perfect timing yeah. to buy land yeah. winter i mean you get a shed hunt it and then yeah like put feet out and and do the whole food plots and then see summer bucks and mm-hmm. it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah we
1: we pulled up on the property. We got out. We're we're looking, and as we're standing there, that I mean, hour maybe an hour after we closed on it, a bald eagle flies over the top of us. I mean, it's kind of like, what if if that wasn't a sign? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just the memories. Yeah, there's gonna be, there's gonna be some tanker bucks killed out here. Some arrows over the back. Some just. The whole gamut of things, and that's just gonna that. I mean, that's that's what really excites me about this place just the experiences. I mean, the holidays, just being able to spend time down here with the and family. That's gonna be I think Matt Ross asked it like super well when we were at mm-hmm. dinner that first night. He's like, What's the purpose for the yeah. land? Like, you guys love deer, but what's did you spend all this money just to shoot deer? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Legacy is number one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be, um, as much as as much land management that I me and they do. And dad helps us out with, I mean, it's all about the legacy our kids and the the really good family time that we have. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever that cabin is going to be over there, 100 yards or 100 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's That's the whole reason that we bought this land. That was number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, kids just don't have this opportunity that your kids are going to have. I mean – you know the legacy of the bucks the big bucks that are going to go down you know ridge is going to be 3 years old and he's going to he's going to have poison ivy for the first time mm-hmm. i mean it's going to be the learning that happens mm-hmm. this is going to be their place where they're going to want to get away and this is where their memories are going to uh, certainly be uh, be made so yeah yeah the the idea of the legacy absolutely that was a big motivating
0: factor mm-hmm. i'm still trying to decide how to get ridge into hunting but not like um, Overkill? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, oh, this is easy. Mm. I, like, do I let him hunt, like, public land his first 30 years of life? <laughs> and then, oh, hey, we got this 80 acres. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or how do I How do I get him to have that itch that you and I had? Yeah. I, I think about that. but Because we went through out. a lot of crappy hunting years. A lot. I Majority. Built up some love and, yeah, love for it. And was a huge reason that mom, dad also, like, we kind of we kind of fast-forwarded that goal almost for you guys, too, just seeing, you guys saw our frustrations about the private land we were hunting in Nebraska, and um, just the want that we had to yeah. get on mm-hmm. our own ground that we didn't have to worry about anybody else being on. Mm-hmm. Big time.
1: Yeah, and that you could fully manage it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. That's the thing that, the full management, we always talk about it, but we were turkey guys like turkey was our favorite but in the last year or two owning this property has has made deer our favorite thing because you got shed hunting and then you got food plots and then you've got summer scouting and then you've got trail cams and you got the fall season and then you're right back at shed hunting it's like it's just this full 365 days but with turkeys i can break out my mouth calls in march and then hunt them, have a good time with them through the whole spring but then it's over you know just yeah. like the deer, the 365 days of the deer experiences. What makes it awesome and makes this place really great?
1: I, I think um, as I look at the little over a year that we've had the land and how you've really worked it, I mean the food plots opening up the canopy, you know all of all of the things you've done and then last year for you to really, I mean harvest two beautiful deer. And that one that walked out that night, you know, Tom in front of you. I mean, <laughs> the thing didn't even stop walking. You just took it. Um, really rewarding because it's all the things that you believe in. You've engaged the right people in your life uh, that have helped you with this. From you know Kevin, who's who's helped put in the plots, and again QDMA and and your your other folks that are that are in the sport that have really just been great. You know to reach out to, but it worked. And it continues to work. I mean, tonight you had, you walked in here, big smiles on your face. And I thought, well, uh, I didn't release an arrow, but this was one of the best nights ever on the 80. Mm-hmm. You, had, you had 10 bucks. You had does like right underneath, you know, bedding down and uh, right where you were.
0: Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Nate like, like, like midway through tonight's hunt, I was saying, we've seen like five to 10 times more bucks at this point. This year than we did last year at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, and I think, it's I think a lot it of it. Where to sit or. Yeah. I think a lot of it is just like is failing and then seeing where deer are actually coming from. Where's, where's the bedding at? We found their bedding last time where you shot your buck. Hey, it was a good spot, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. All those bucks are coming from one spot and that's where we are tonight mm-hmm. because, because of sitting in that spot and figuring it out. Like that's the number one thing. Bumping, bumping that shooter, and now we know we got to stand there. You know, we know that's good betting. It's a lot of the, what we've learned is, I mean, been from trial and error. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we're we're waiting for the text. Fred is dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good day. Could be tomorrow, when Freddie goes down. Yeah, I, tomorrow's looking good, guys. I would not be surprised if mm-hmm. that's your day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to end this podcast on one more note. And that's that's to wrap things back on the second biggest thing Thomas and I have been focusing on, or maybe the first biggest thing we focus on this year is, is new hunters. We, like, really got into this thing. And I look back, why? Because we weren't born hunters. Like, we, we were born just two boys, you know? What made us just be diehards? And there's a few things. And I think a few of those things were... Wanting it really bad because our, our one weekend a year made us want this crap bad. I mean, seriously bad. And then I think the biggest thing was just a family, mm-hmm. just a family experience. I think the issue with a lot of the mentor programs we have going on now are focused around the hunt, but not the experience. We didn't give a damn about the hunt we were going for the experience. We were going with the family and stuff like that. We had just good time, whether nine pheasants were down or zero. Yeah. Just the same. And so I think that's one thing that like all these new hunter programs, like one thing you and I have tried to do with this fall is just make, make sure people are having a good time because whether the hunt goes great or not, I think they're going to remember the other things more. And like, did they actually have a good time? Did they enjoy it? Did they take in the scenery and all that stuff? That's one thing that like, I look back on how we got so involved and like same with you. I mean, yours was family just having a good time. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, if you shot pheasants or not, I mean,
1: absolutely. It was the
0: same way. I yeah. think that's, I think that's really, ho- I hope people can ba- get back to that. And if, if you're somebody looking out for it, go along with your friends, just figure it out, go with their family stuff like that. Because when you, when you're around the people that you really enjoy, that's what hunting's all about. And, and mom and moms and dads, like dad taking us out, Mm-hmm grandpa taking you out making the sacrifice um, mm-hmm. i mean we're not here otherwise though we're really like we might have figured it out some other way but this really helped us out so um and i think that's the reason that we're seeing numbers decline is dads and moms aren't doing that near as much um we're gonna obviously continue to do that and we're gonna keep getting new hunters that didn't have that then maybe didn't have a parent that took them out we're gonna keep keep pushing away we've got two more this year um Dad, eventually we need to get you on a buck because yeah. you've never shot a deer. Um, so,
1: yeah. Yeah. Out of all the things you've done in, in your short amount of time of, of doing this startup with Identical Draw, the, the, the proudest we've been as parents is the fact of what you did with this new hunter program because it really was um, showing how important it really is to you. Because you experienced it. You had people. It just happened to be family that took you out and introduced uh, you to it. But we look at this and the people you've met, the variety of people, I mean, hundreds of people that wanted to experience it. I mean, it would have been great if you would have been able to, to do mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. Your sponsors being able to be supportive with this. Um, certainly, a lot of people have used the the phrase, um, you know, life-changing. And I... You know, and talking to those uh, those individuals, um, that's what's happened. It has been life changing for them, and you were a part of that. So, yeah, out of all the things, I mean, you've killed some, you know, some, some you know, you've had some great hunts, you've had some great kills, um, incredible uh, scenery, and things that you've seen. But um, this uh, this opportunity to introduce new people to the the sport, mm. it's just it, it's really a great thing that you're doing. Mm. I'm really proud of you guys.
0: Yeah, thank you. Well, great. I think that can wrap it up. Um, any questions or comments how to more details on how we we got this place um or how you could own some property or how you want to manage your property. First of all, we have a bunch of stuff on our YouTube at identical draw, but email us info at identicaldraw.com. Ever since that uh February 19 closing day we've been documenting this place. Um mm-hmm. episode one's that day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've got a lot of intel on our YouTube on the Kansas City Land series. We're uh, trying to get episode five here. Maybe he'll he'll die tomorrow. But, um, yeah, Dad, thanks for coming down today. It, yeah. Whenever we get visitors on trips like these, it's a little boost. So, that was again. great. It's
1: been a great day with you guys.